3: Umu330 is one of the greatest 90s ska bands, period. Not only does the band rule, but the individual members are amazing people. At the top of that list is their double trombone horn section, Rob Bell and Jerry Lundquist. Today we go where no podcast has ever gone, and we chat with Jerry and Rob and follow them wherever the conversation takes us.
4: And it takes us into some strange places. MET30 is a band that I toured with personally, like more than almost anyone. Mm -hmm. And hanging out with Jerry and Rob was one of the best things ever. Yeah.
3: I mean, every single member of that band is a genius human being, but it's it's hard to top uh, the geniusness of Jerry and Rob.
4: Yeah. And so getting to relive that vicariously through this podcast, getting to talk to these two old friends. It felt really special. We should also bring up that amy 30 is having their Christmas album reissued by Asian Man Records on vinyl. Nice. And they're playing a one-off show to celebrate this December 23rd in St. Louis. So make sure you keep your eyes peeled for that show coming soon. And then you too can hang out with
3: Jerry and Rob.
4: In real life.
3: We are here. We are here with Jerry and Rob.
5: What up? Hello.
3: (laughs) How's everyone doing?
5: I'm doing great. I'm excited.
3: (laughs) I'm excited, too.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited. I'm ready to do this.
3: Yes. So you guys, wait. So you guys, how close do you guys live to each other?
5: Jerry lives in Lee Bay, Missouri, which is about like five miles south of here. Uh-huh. And I live kind of, you know, a few miles away from Jerry. Jerry, where do you live? Jerry, where do you live? Why don't you ask the question? Le-me. You live where's Lehme? Where's Lee at Jerry? In South St. Louis. <laughs> South County. Wait, where'd you
3: wait, wait Rob, where'd you walk to then? You want you walked home. Where are you at now?
5: Oh, I'm at Earthbound. Actually, we're in a bar right now because uh, my house is kind of messy, and there's lots of stuff everywhere that can get knocked over.
3: Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Let's jump in with some ME330 stories. Uh, I want to hear about the time ME330 was on tour in Iowa City, and uh, you guys both got tattoos at like 3 in the morning.
5: Okay.
4: I was there for this. You were there, Adam.
5: So, uh, I forgot we played we played Gunners, okay, and I just I don't know I think it's at a time where I just wanted to get a tattoo, so I just I forget the guy's name. What's that guy? Stingray. Stingray. What is it? Sting Stingray. 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, remember. you remember. All right, so I just walked in and he just threw a tattoo on me. I had no idea what I was doing. No idea. <laughs> Just tattoo me up because it's in now and I want to look tough.
6: <laughs> it was stingray tattoo
5: I want I wanna I want a shrunken head right on my arm. Just do it. I'm wasted. Just tattoo me. I got barbed wire. <laughs> I, I got barbed wire on
6: my right arm, seven barbs seven years I spent in Leavenworth.
4: The the best part about Jerry's tattoo is Jerry's so big and his arm so big and the tattoo's so little.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the,
6: yeah, for real. Cost me a fortune going around a 24-inch bicep.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> tattoo artist was sweating.
5: I know. You know that that was in at that time too. Barbed wire around your bicep. Yeah. Pretty hot, Jerry. Yeah.
4: So this, this was the green room in Iowa city. What do you guys remember about the load in for that show?
5: Okay. Was it, was this at Gunner's? Yeah. Oh It's called the, God. It's called
4: the green room, but Gunner, Gunner was the guy that booked it. Gunner.
5: <laughs> okay. So, what? okay. all right. I don't remember the green room exactly. Sure. Uh, I don't remember a lot of things about that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. Can you give me a couple of hints
4: there? So it was stairs that went straight up from the alley in the back up to the stage. And there were these metal like fire escape stairs that had been like banged in, in the middle. So they were all slanted inward. Like, like somebody had just dragged like an eight ten cab down that thing. And so it was all the stairs were like a diagonal in the middle. And then it would just be, just be icy. And so going up these stairs was treacherous. There's a picture of, of Ted on those stairs.
5: Oh God, I don't remember that.
4: It was awful. I remember Gunner. What, what do you guys remember? About? Tell me about Gunner. What do you remember about Gunner?
6: Gunner's like, get high. <laughs> <laughs> do,
4: do you remember what Gunner would say when he wanted to smoke weed? You go, hey,
6: hey, hey, you guys want to smoke some Scooby Snacks? Exactly, yeah.
5: No, that was, that was a guy from Colorado.
6: No, that was Gunner. That was Gunner? Yeah.
5: Okay. (laughs) You know, I think about Gunner all the time. I hope he's doing
6: all right. Gunner like got butterfly pork chops, which I, but who can't like them? It's like, that was his, that was his thing for the band, butterfly pork chops. What's a butterfly pork chop? I guess you cut a pork chop in half and put it on the grill.
4: Yeah. You cut it, you cut it the, the lengthwise. So like.
5: So it looks like a butterfly or something.
4: Okay,
5: I don't. I don't remember any of that. <laughs> you don't remember Butterfly Pork Chops? <laughs> I, I don't remember a lot of things about Gunner Jerry.
3: Were you the only two that got tattoos then?
4: Adam Pereira got a tattoo also. What did he get?
5: Oh yeah,
4: he got some dumb shit on his shin, I think
5: on his on his shin? on a yeah. shin. Okay, I remember that. Yep,
4: <laughs> like like an like a like an American old like a old traditional style eagle or something. I can't remember exactly what, but. Something that was like dark and heavy.
5: Okay. All right. That's cool. I don't remember anything about that. I do remember (laughs) Stingray. I don't remember a lot of things from Iowa city because every time we pulled up, Gunner would have a tray full of Jägermeister and like, I mean, and, and just like tons of weed. Yeah. So how am I supposed to remember all this stuff?
4: Yeah. Gunner, (laughs) Gunner would start out the night and his voice was like, Hey guys, how's it going? Like totally normal. And then by the end of the night, he would be so unhinged that he would be talking like this the whole time.
6: He turned into a different person. Yeah, yeah.
5: This crime, this money, is <laughs> all over the place. Like this water wrinkled up like cash all over the place. We're not talking once. We're talking like 20s. Like, dude, what are you doing? But I didn't care. I didn't even I, care.
4: I remember we we stayed at his, we stayed at his house and we That's were right. leaving, leaving in the morning. And we're like, okay, you know, piling everybody in the van and
6: wake and bake.
4: One of us is like, oh, we should go in and and you know, say goodbye, say thank you to to uh, Gunner. And they walk in to his bedroom, open the door, and he's just laying butt naked, face up, passed out on a bare mattress. And <laughs> he's like, okay, <laughs> bye. I know, bye, Gunner.
5: Yeah, see you next time. Do we, like, you know what? You know what? Actually, I, dread, I I used to dread going to Iowa City just because of Gunner. Because
4: you're just gonna, you knew you were going to get heavy. Huh? Yeah,
5: I just knew. I, I, I just knew that that I was just going to get heavy, and and like, it's like, oh my god, how do I get out of this? So funny story, right? So, I you know I I got sober, right, and we yeah. went back to Iowa City, and I was and I was dreading that, and. I had to tell Gunner that I quit drinking, and he was like sad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> was sad, dude. He didn't understand. I was like, dude, I got, I got to quit drinking, man. It's like a, affecting everything, man. I got to stop. And and he just didn't know what to do. I mean, he had nowhere to go. Like he couldn't, he couldn't talk to Ted. He couldn't talk to Dan.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: He couldn't talk to Chris. Mm-hmm. But there was one person that he could count on. Jerry Lundquist. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Jerry Lundquist. So I guess uh, Jerry kind of took over.
4: Jerry, do you remember when we all went to Paris together? Oh. Oh, yeah. You went to the top of the Eiffel Tower all by yourself. Yep. What'd you do up there?
6: Scary. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like, "Oh, we're going to the level, that first level." And I said, "Yeah, I'm at the Eiffel Tower. I'm gonna go all the way to the top." <laughs> I contempl- I contemplated at the top of the Eiffel Tower, looking at the Louvre. Yeah, looking at the Seine.
4: I remember you told me you got yourself a Guinness up there.
6: It was funny because I got I, I went out and I had uh, everybody else. We we're gonna meet at the at at Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I went and got like an Italian dinner in France and they had the hookahs after the dinner. It was like, the I don't know what was in the hookahs, uh-huh. but that's, that was the thing at this restaurant. And then I went, went, went to Notre Dame and met everybody. It, that, that, that was a trip.
4: That was a fun, fun day. I, was
6: that the boat one here?
4: I think we might, there might've been a boat at some point. I just, I just remember walking around Paris with, Everybody from met 30 and everybody from the Chinkies and everybody from Link80, and just feeling like, wow, we're in this like super romantic place with like the least romantic group of people.
6: Just, <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, and, and, and no, was, the gig was on that boat in the, in the river.
4: That sounds right. Yeah.
6: Yeah. I, oh, yeah. That
5: place is still running. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: What's that place called? Do you know?
5: That was one of the weirdest... Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Holy
6: crap, that was amazing. Show on a riverboat, I don't know. Yeah, it was a sand riverboat that, that that was docked and they just had shows there. And, and, and it was tight. I remember it being
5: really, really close. <laughs> See, you know what's funny? I'm trying to remember what how many times did Link and MB330 go to Europe?
4: Woo! I mean, definitely the, the Mrs. Escot tour. We what might about, have met up another what time. What about now. Barney? What about Barney? Tell me, <laughs> tell me about Barney. He you like little boy? What's his name? The drummer guy. You like Joey?
6: Joey Joe, yeah, Joey. No, it was funny.
4: Barney's come up a couple times because he's he's driven a bunch of ska bands. What what do y'all remember about Barney? I
5: well, tried. I tried. I tried to like be his friend. <laughs> I tried. I wanted to because i was just like. I, I, actually, that was at a time too where I put drinking. Uh-huh. I was, oh my god, that that I <laughs> that, like that was rough. That was a rough tour for me, you know. Yeah. But I, I made it through. But yeah, I I don't know. Barney, he's just I don't know. I try. I wanted to, you know, talk to him. You know, like you just, dude, you need to like loosen up, man. Everybody hates you. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Rob there's there's a moment from that tour That I think about Almost probably weekly We got up first thing in the morning And I think I sat between you and Jerry In the back of that bus Oh, and you, just, you just looked at me You went, you, went, you ever wake up in the morning Don't want to do shit <laughs> <laughs> And I think that Like probably every other morning That I wake up
5: Yes yes <laughs> I think about that every day Every day <laughs> <laughs> that, that was for real. That was a. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But the thing was, you know, like, I wouldn't mind getting up every day and doing shit, you know, like, let's yeah. switch places. So yeah. I kind of miss that. I kind of miss it. Those were fun times.
4: Hell yeah. Really,
5: like, We had like three bands and one bus.
4: Yeah. We had more, more butts than we had seats.
5: And nobody was small.
4: Yeah. We were that was big. the
5: thing. No big dudes in a sprint. Oh man, this and and you got and and like you just Oakland, California took over the bus. Yeah, (laughs) Oakland, Oakland, California took over the bus, and Barney hated it.
4: What do you remember doing on those bus rides?
5: Trying to sleep. (laughs) I just like, oh my god, like like people. I just remember Joey Busto just sleeping in the aisle. Yeah. And, and I think everybody had like their like a seat designated seat. Oh my god.
4: I got ba- I got bounced around a fair amount. I remember I remember being being in the very back, me, Jerry, and uh who's playing drums for chinkies? Rob Kellenberger. Rob Kellenberger.
5: Who's got the weed hook up? Yep. <laughs> Robbie. The weed hookup. <laughs> remember that.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> do you remember giving each other frogs in the van?
5: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I I kind of uh, I mean, what era? What what? I don't remember. The fro- I I guess I remember frogs.
4: Yeah. What do you re- tell tell people who don't know? Tell them what what a frog is.
5: It's a muscle
2: contusion. <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you get it?
5: You get it by taking the knuckle. Usually, yeah. the second finger of, you know, like let's just say the second finger of the right hand, right? Yeah. And you take that knuckle right there, and you just tap. Yeah. That tap tap the bicep really hard. Yeah. And then you'll get to get a surprise.
4: <laughs> <laughs> the muscle, <laughs> the muscle bulges out.
5: Yes. Yes. I there are some. Oh my God. And then if you uh, whack
4: it hard enough, you leave a bruise.
5: Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. I can't. I try to get myself frogs the other day and I can't get them anymore. <laughs> You're all frogged uh, out. I'm all frogged out. I think, <laughs> I, mean, I think as you age, the frog is uh, less, less tr- prominent.
4: Yeah. What
5: are you we, have, about? we have
4: a whole video of everybody on that tour getting frogs.
5: Oh, really? You got to send it. You got yeah, to send it. I got that to I gotta find
4: that. It's the best.
5: I never got
4: a frog. You I don't think you got a frog, but I'm pretty sure Mia oh. got a frog.
5: Mia? Was yeah. Mia on the bus too? Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. I forgot all about that.
4: We had Mia, Greg, Steve Choi, Mike Park. Although Mike would take the train because he was just like he was going it. crazy. He was going crazy. He was crazy.
5: going he was going crazy. Oh my yeah.
4: God. What was the other thing we what was <laughs> so what was the other thing we would do on that on that bus,
5: Rob? Rap.
4: Rap. Oh yeah,
5: epic and that would rap battles. Dri- that would drive that would drive Barney crazy. <laughs> I, I just, Let's hear a rap.
3: Can We do a freestyle rap. I,
5: I don't remember the rap. I, I can't. You it to was get all like, freestyle. Freestyle. It was all freestyle. So you have to, you have to be in a moment to do that. You can't just, you okay. know. I mean, sure. I can't. I don't know how to rap. I never got involved with that.
4: You were I always, was, you were always the referee.
5: Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm like the middle man, you You'd know, be like. like the,
4: the topic is hats, and then oh yeah, we will have the to wrap it this
5: hat. Yep. Yeah. We never did, we never did one about Barney. Oh.
4: <laughs> what what <laughs> did we what did we sing to Barney though? Do you remember?
5: Oh, God, was it the weed?
4: We made up a song, and we sung it to him hella loud.
5: Was it the weed hookup? I can't. No, remember. it was.
4: Nobody knows where the hostel is. <laughs>
6: <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. Nobody knows where the hostel
5: is. That's right, knows where <laughs> and, the that, is. and and like that was right. And parties like
4: <laughs> We're so lucky he didn't just crash us into a into a telephone pole or something.
5: <laughs> I know he he, was go- he hated it. He hated us. He like liked. I mean, he drove the toasters around. Yeah, he liked them. I mean, but like, knows the hostel is. you know, like like it's, it's, it's night it's nightmarish I mean can you imagine the stories barney heard about people from Oakland california and St <laughs> and St Louis missouri
4: yeah
5: <laughs> imagine, it's just like oh my god like I could not even imagine what are they from St Louis oh my god that's gun City oakland california oh my god that's <laughs> that was in florence right
4: i think well, so I yeah That sounds right.
6: That was in Florence, Italy. Yeah. Where nobody knew where the hostel is. Yeah. And the hostel had, like, we got there and it had a hammer and sickle spray painted on the side of it. (laughs)
5: Like, (laughs) what's going on here? Oh my God. I I was in such a daze. I, I don't remember anything from. Italy. Italy was like a blur.
6: Oh, and they, they people are so beautiful. I'm like, you got to see the, the gritty underbelly of Florence. Never mind all of the, the artwork, the art and, and the, the, the everything, but man.
4: We played a big industrial squat in Italy.
6: Yeah, I remember that.
4: Jerry, where did you sleep that night?
6: At, do you remember the places we slept? They, they, I they, remember. They took They took, like, I think, like makeshift brooms and pushed all the garbage into the corners. (laughs) And then they, oh man, that was some sketchy. That was sketchy. I
4: remember you woke up in the morning, you slept in this cot, and you were like, I woke up and my arm was between the mattress and the box (laughs) spring. I've got scabies now. Oh, I know,
6: (laughs) or something. No, I never caught anything, but man, it was nice of them to sweep all the stuff into the corner. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> they tried. Yeah, they tried. They they're... and it was a, it was a big it was a big room, but... huge
4: room. It was a loading dock for semi trucks. So it was just massive. Like you could put like three thousand people in there easy. Like I think like two hundred fifty people came, so it looked empty. It
6: was damn.
5: It wasn't the Sistine Chapel, that's for sure.
4: No sir, sure wasn't.
5: Yep, we got we got that. European bohemian lifestyle going on
2: (laughs) at that
5: that point at that point you know what I was so tired at that point I just didn't even care yeah I think uh, I think it just got to a point where I'm just tired i am burnt out I want out of the van I just want this but I don't I vaguely remember that show but I do remember it
4: there was another spot we we stayed at where there was no electricity we had to walk oh. in in pitch black darkness and it was just an unfinished room where they had been sanding the floors.
6: We had to pee in the hole in the <laughs> middle of the street. Was yeah. awesome?
4: And the, there was just piles of sawdust and we we're just laying shoulder to shoulder on top <laughs> of our <laughs> sleeping bags in piles of salt sawdust. And Rob, Rob just kept going. This is <laughs> great. <laughs> this is great.
5: just <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> is. This is great. Yeah, exactly. Oh. This, I mean, what? What else can you do? I mean, I, I'm like trying to be sober, and I'm just like fucking this. Oh my god, I'm, I'm losing my mind. Like, <laughs> I'm losing my mind. Yeah, that was rough. I I remember that. It was that was a rough tour, but yeah. at the same time, it was fun. It was super fun. Yeah. It was super fun.
4: Barney made it the most fun. <laughs> I
6: was going to say that. Yeah. Barney. <laughs> Barney made it interesting. Yeah, like, he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stay away from me. <laughs> yeah,
5: I mean, you know, what are you going to do? I felt sorry for Mia, too, because I couldn't even imagine, like, this as all dudes. This being yeah. idiots on that damn bus. Yeah. I mean, idiots. I bet she. I bet she looks back down and go, "What the fuck did I? Did I why did I do that?" Like I know, <laughs> for sure. Like can he? Oh my god! Just like men, just doing dumb things on that board. Yep. Like hitting each other in the head. So
6: <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Yeah,
5: yeah. Like oh my
6: god! Rob remembers Gigi from Dijon, France. Man, they weren't on that tour. Who's Gigi?
5: See, why? Did, what is that? That has nothing to do with Link Eighty, Jerry.
4: It's okay. We we're talking about you guys.
5: No, it's it, it, it's cool.
4: What is Gigi?
5: Gigi was
6: uh, this this girl this girl in Dijon, France that we stayed with, and they and she had like this massive dollhouse for her kids. That I found out. I'm like, oh boy, there we go.
5: What happened, Jerry?
6: I slept in the dollhouse. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the dollhouse is big enough for
6: you to get inside of? I had nothing left to live for once I found out that Gigi was already married. Oh. Oh, nice lady.
5: nice yeah. lady. Yeah, people were really nice in Europe. I mean, they let us stay in a place. And, you know, I mean, I'm talking like they didn't even know us. They're like, come yeah. stay here. I guess you just want to get that American experience of what America is like.
4: Yeah, but then you have you have 30 stay with you. Is that really like having
5: <laughs> no. traditional
4: Americans stay with you?
5: No, that I mean, we we're, we're weren't the traditional Americans. They were, were more like you know misfits or whatever. So we weren't the, you know, I guess we were cool. I don't know, super cool. I don't know. Remember Rob? Remember Doodoo? Who? It's this guy in Bordeaux.
6: i think it was in bordeaux the guy's name was doo-doo and he looked like that you know what you know the turn the rosa the, arnold schwarzenegger with the, the, the space monster what are you talking about well, the guy looked i'm just saying the guy looked like him okay yeah where are you at do you remember doo-doo Rob remembers too. It was a band, and we played a band with a band called Destan Foss. They were from Poland.
5: Okay, two piece.
6: They were really cool. They they had a they had a a record player that ran on D cell batteries. It was it was the coolest thing I'd seen in a long time. And they had like boxes of records in their van. Like hell yeah.
4: In of ska will return in a moment.
6: Having a versatile, high-quality piece of clothing feels great, but having a whole closet full of favorites feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code staple L E two zero.
7: Hey, everybody. It's Barry from the What Podcast. Hey,
2: it's Russ. Hey, it's Brian, and we are giving away two tickets to Bonnaroo 2024. These are GA+, and they include camping. Russ, how do people
7: get qualified?
1: We want to hear your top artists to play on the Bonnaroo 2024 lineup.
7: Call 423 667 7877 and tell us who we should check out. It's the What Podcast. Thanks.
3: Jerry, do you remember the time you dropped Rob's trombone slide down the stairs in Eugene, Oregon? Was that in Eugene?
5: I think so. When uh, it was with Skank and Pickle, and I think like you were borrowing my trombone because something had happened to yours, or so you're using it, and I, uh, I guess Jay Vance had walked up the stairs, oh! and, and I just watched my slide just bounce down the stairs over and over again. Do you remember that Jerry? Do you remember that
6: Jerry? Yeah, I know. Talk about upset. <laughs> Upset, Jerry times
5: ten.
4: How how bent was the slide?
5: I wasn't. I wasn't upset about it. I was like, oh my god! I was so psyched that Jerry was playing my trombone. I was psyched. I, I seriously, I wasn't even. I wasn't even mad. Jerry was the one that was mad. I wasn't even mad. It's like, oh my god! Jerry Lundquist is playing my trombone. Jerry Lundquist skank and Skanking Pickle is. I'm letting him borrow my trombone. So that
6: gives me the right to break your trombone. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I wasn't even mad. Oh, that guy saw. Oh. No, that guy was a, was a pain in the butt. Who? <laughs> who? Who was it? Rob was. No, not Rob, but that other guy. Man, just, like, what are you bumping into me for? I Wow, that's really coming back to me.
4: Which guy? Who bumped into you, uh, Jerry?
6: I I don't remember. If yes, you do. You <laughs> said his
5: name earlier. Who was it? Who was the bass player in Skank and Pickle? Why
6: rehash that, man? That was. <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right, we know who it is then. It's fine. it's fine. All right. Question for
3: Rob.
5: All right.
3: You won a jump rope contest in 2012.
5: Uh it yes, I did. I won. God, what was that about? It was from Buddy Lee. I, I,
3: yeah, was, Buddy let's, Lee. Let's,
5: let's talk about rope skipping. Road yeah, skipping. Rope skipping changed. Robbie, Buddy, B- Buddy. Yeah, rope skipping changed everything for me. In fact, on that tour, I remember was it was I jumping rope when we all did the uh, Barney tour.
4: I feel like you were. Yeah, I feel like you were doing it, and I feel like Ted was doing it.
5: Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, At that point, I guess, like, uh, I forgot what contest it was, but I forgot what it was, what it was about. But I don't know. My idol, Buddy Lee, presented me with this award and gave me a free jump rope. I was so psyched. All that hard work. And I was just like, oh, my God, he presented me with a a jump rope.
3: What did you have (laughs) to do to win? Was
5: it like speed? I don't know what it was. I, I'm trying to remember. I think i just like, you know, oh, I wrote an, a uh, kind of like a, I don't know, wrote a story about how rope skipping changed my life, and he oh, read it yeah. and it was like, oh my god, this is great! You won.
3: How did it change your life?
5: Ah, man, it's kind of hard to explain. So let's go back. Let's go back again. So I was trying to quit drinking. When I needed something to do on the road to keep me occupied, that I wasn't a total total cure all, but it 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 made me uh you know pursue a goal, right? Yeah. So it's just like one of those things to you know fill up time, fill up that excess energy, that excess craving, and I don't know. After I got you know kind of okay at it, I was like, oh my god, this is really enjoyable. And I just kept doing it, and I just kept doing it. And I kept skipping and I kept jumping and I just kept doing it. And I don't know. I got better and better, better at it. It was I don't know. It was great.
4: Now when you jump rope, how how many reps do you do?
5: Well these days, uh, I do about still do about 10 minutes. Now Mm -hmm. damn. Now two years ago I did ninety minutes. Jesus. 90 minutes, 90 minutes straight. Which is I, I don't know I I switched jobs. I'm working a forty-hour-a-week job now. So like, and it's labor-intensive. Uh-huh. So like, all my energy goes into uh, lifting up heavy things. Gotcha. I lift a lot of heavy things all week, but I still skip rope every day. It still gets me going. Yeah. Yep. All right. Look at Jerry. He's gonna get another beer. What's wrong is with Jerry him? gone? You just wanted to <laughs> go on another bear, dude. We're doing an interview.
4: He's fine. Let's talk. Let's talk a little bit more about jumping rope. So, like, when I jump rope to like warm up for exercise, like I'll like do like a hundred jumps. Uh-huh. I'll do that. Like I'll do that like two times. Uh huh. But that's not ten minutes. No, ten minutes is like over a thousand jumps, right?
5: I think so. Close to it. I really don't keep count.
4: So you just do it by time.
5: I just do it by time. I just set the timer. Yeah, there we go. We just start. I just start going. You know, start skipping.
4: And you don't ever. How How often do you trip?
5: Maybe once.
4: Yeah, somewhere in there.
5: Somewhere in there, but like I get right back into it. I mean, I don't. You know, necessarily. You know, stop. I just keep going. Yeah. Yep.
4: Aaron, how good are you at jumping rope? I am horrible at jump rope.
3: <laughs> I am absolutely no coordination. Um, yeah. I've I, the a couple of times I've tried to do it. I, I just, you know, get the, the the rope stuck on my feet.
4: Yeah.
5: Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I love skipping rope. You know, I think it's good for the heart, good for the, uh, good for the brain also. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Is, is Ted still jumping rope?
5: Ted? Yeah. Nope. Ted with nope. that. Oh. So let's, so we haven't gotten into, uh, the folk band Ted and I playing. Well that I think we should I think we should talk about that. We, should we talk about that now?
4: Yeah, let's go for it. Talk about it.
5: Okay, so I I play in this band called uh Suzy Q, right? It's a kind of a, like an Ana DeFranco, you know, Riot Girl type of, you know, like folk band, right? So uh I've been playing with her for a few years. Totally different style. No sky or anything like that. Why are you laughing, Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> He's just shaking his head. It's okay. I see what you're doing. I uh, can't hear something. I'm, I'm trying to pick up on it. Uh, uh, <laughs> but anyway, so, uh, yeah, I've been playing with her for a couple of years. And at one time, she had a full band. Right? We had trombone and trumpet. And uh, then everybody started, you know, like leaving or whatever. So we, have, we were having bad luck finding drummers. So I was like, okay, well then let me ask Ted if he wants to play drums, and he accepted it. And uh, Ted is playing folk music, and it's fucking hilarious. Amazing. It's it's hilarious because it's total muscle muscle confusion.
4: Yeah, explain explain why it's muscle confusion. I think I understand why, but
5: because like he's not he, he's not used to playing like quietly. Yeah, you know, so he has to like reconfigure everything, you know. Like he said, he was having the hardest time, but he started to get used to it, and he loves it now. Yeah, it's a totally different style of playing. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, Emmy three thirty. Most of us are still doing some music in St. Louis, and I think it's cool. Uh, Jerry plays in the band Uh, Jeffrey and, and the Sunken Heads.
3: Tell us about Jeffrey and the Sunken Heads, Jerry. Jeffy, Jeffy,
6: and the
5: Sunken Heads. What's up with them?
6: You, you like Jeffy and the Sunken Heads?
5: <laughs> yeah, why don't you talk about them? What are they about?
6: Oh, well, Jeffy, and, Jeffy and the Sunken Heads. What's wrong? I don't know, man. Jeffy and the Sunken Heads like they, they, they cured my nightmares. Yeah, because they've done they've done more in it, introducing. I don't know, sunk rock pop sunk to the world. Pop sunk sunk rock to the masses and it's activities. Mm. And it's activities. W-
4: what do you what do you play in this band?
6: I'm playing trombone. And it's it's it, that's that's the whole the, the different thing. But, uh, same with Rob now, because Rob's Rob's alone yeah, Rob's alone on the Rob's alone in a band on the horn and I'm alone because I can't blame Rob for my screw-ups anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry plays more than me. Yeah, but we think. I mean, Jeffy and the Sunken Heads. We think that we got the the song subjects and the, you know people, young and old, that can relate to.
5: What does that mean?
6: Oh man, I mean, it's like with there's there was like four that I mean with the sunken heads talking? with Jeffy and the Sunken Heads. It's I don't know. It, I, I I kind of narrowed it down to four to four things. What is it? Outer space is one. Actually, six things. Outer space because satellites and Mars. Inner space is like video games, Atari, pinball, whatever. Inner self, like your heart and the stuff, and the inner inner self. Your heart, what you, take, your, what you take into your lungs and stuff, and, and outer and outer self. Donkeys,
5: part day, donkeys. I'm sorry, <laughs> Aaron. Yes. So, the, so Jerry puts on a burlesque act every time he plays. What? Can you guess what that is? A burlesque act. Burlesque. Burlesque. Burlesque, burlesque acting, like,
4: like yeah. dancing and taking off his clothes
5: i well, talk to Jerry about that.
4: Jerry, tell us about your burlesque. Of
6: well, I, I figured that there's going to be some time in this world that <laughs> that Jeffy and the Heads are going to overtake your your fans of Taylor Swift and Carry Underpants and stuff. It's like <laughs> it's, it's got to be. I mean, it'll it'll, be, it'll surely become a way of life. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, I don't know. Get sunk.
6: That's all I can say. I
5: mean, what about end. what? What about at the end of the show, Jerry? What happens? It's not the end of the show, Rob.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
5: what happens at the end? What does everybody see? What after forty-five minutes of, of goodness? <laughs> what does? This, I mean,
6: <laughs> well, that's another thing that we talked about. We have to do some. We have to. I mean, that's part of the. The the carpet underneath your feet that you're walking on now. And and banking, it's it's a world it's 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 a wild world of professional wrestling. Of course.
5: Of course Jerry Jerry tears that shirt right off. It's Jerry been a long time.
6: Off. It's been a long
5: I time. I it see. felt good. I know, Bringing all it all back. Very good. Running.
4: I've seen I've seen Jerry tear off a lot of shirts.
5: Yep. Yep. But uh Maybe you ever try wearing Pacey's, Jerry? I like the idea, but
6: yeah. Uh, um
5: so if we're
4: if we're tearing the shirt off, are we gonna bring are we gonna bring back the chainsaw?
6: Ooh. Wow, I was looking at it the other day. Yeah. I got it fixed. It's got no, I mean we'll see what happens. I I don't know. We like the Yeah. We're doing cosplay though, and nothing nothing pleases me more than when people come to our shows now, uh-huh. dress up like their favorite sunken head. <laughs> <It's amazing. laughs> I'm talking space helmets, donkey heads, cosplay. You know cosplay, yeah. right? Do you do yeah. cosplay?
4: I don't do cosplay, but I, I I know what it is.
6: I do I do uh, I do uh, I do the. I've got the science officer, the Spock shirt, and everything from the old B- Vulcaneers.
4: Yeah, Vulcaneers. Tell us tell us about the Vulcaneers real quick. I saw you guys play at Streetlight Records. <laughs> you know,
3: tell people what the name of the Vulcaneers album was. It
6: was Beat Me Off Scotty.
3: Beat Me Off Scotty.
6: <laughs> and what was funny is back back then we the, the big joke was beam me up scotty because this the coke on this planet sucks so, and we couldn't I know, like, we couldn't use we couldn't use that that was that was weak
3: did you guys used to call yourself shit rock at its worst
6: man I don't know listen to Mr. California listen to that seven inch have you do you have that seven inch not anymore oh. Uh, I, I thought I, everybody's like, oh, that's the mummies. I'm like, no, that's the Vulcaneers, brother.
3: <laughs> yeah. Did the Vulcaneers practice in your living room in Castro Valley?
6: Yes. Yeah. Well, who, all, who all was in the Vulcaneers? Yeah,
3: Who who was in the was, uh, Dan
6: Dan Dresdy on rip and lead guitar? He played I, I he played a fender and then I loaned him my uh my L6S Gibson and he was like, What? It sounded great. And then Lars, of course. Lars just playing the mean keyboards and then uh Shannon Smith. You know, remember Shannon Smith? Yeah, mm-hmm. tell people yep. who his dad is. Kurtwood's dad, yeah. Kurtwood Smith's dad. You was- Kurt Kurtwood <laughs> Smith from Robocop. Yep. Yeah. And and uh that 70s show and all that. Yep. 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 That was that 70 show. Yep. His his son and uh oh that guy from uh Oh good guy from from Salt Lake moved to Bay area uh, Eric Eric Jensen
4: Now there's something special about Lars's keyboard do you remember It was
6: <laughs> so good Oh man I've never seen anybody try so hard and do so good and then he finally he nailed a uh, question mark in the Mysterians 96 tears Mhm Remember that song? Yeah, mm-hmm.
4: yeah. We never
6: we never played it, but just to hear him play it on the keyboard was like amazing. I'm like, holy shit! And I, I we had a, a Porta B. I think we yeah it was a, was it a Porta? Well, we had farfisas. We had farfisas. Lars Lars Rocker, What did he
4: What did he have on the keys of that farfisa though? Do you remember? He'd written out all the notes. while all the notes were on the keys. I
6: uh, did. That was on the, that was on the Hammond. On
4: the oh, floor. on the Hammond. Okay, I helped you guys after that after that streetlight show. I helped you guys load it into the back of a truck. <laughs>
6: no, it's so good. it was pretty pretty funny, man.
3: Okay, question for Rob. Yes. Okay, a couple years ago, were you like just like hanging out with Laura Jane Grace?
5: Yes. Well, she <laughs> lives, She lives in St. Louis now. Still. Yes. So,
3: how did you meet? how How did you meet her?
5: It was pretty strange because uh, I don't know. I hang out at this local bar called Yakis, which is right down the street from me. And I guess uh, bartender, her name Skylar, was, was like, "Hey, did you know Laura Jane Grace lives in St. Louis?" Uh, you know, I was like, "What?" Like, yeah, she's she's right there. And Laura Jane Grace found out that, you know, that I was in M330 and she got like excited and I don't know, it was, it was, it's crazy, but she lives in St. Louis now.
3: Yeah. She tweet she tweeted about hanging out with you and was so yeah. excited. Yeah. So yeah. like honored to be like hanging out with the uh, Ska royalty.
5: Yeah. It's an honor to be hanging out with Laura Jane Grace. I mean, just, you know, I did a couple of recordings with her and. I think it's awesome, you know, that that talent is here in St. Louis and kind of like nobody knows about it. Yeah. It's got really special. It's like, what? Really? That's crazy. <laughs> we'll be right back after this.
7: Hey, everybody. It's Barry from the What Podcast. Hey, it's Russ. Hey, it's Brian.
2: And we are giving away two tickets to Bonnaroo 2024. These are GA plus, and they include camping. Russ, how would people get qualified?
1: We want to hear your top artists to play on the Bonnaroo 2024 lineup. Call
7: 423-667-7877 and tell us who we should check out. It's the What Podcast. Thanks.
3: Jerry. Yes, sir. Tell us how you ended up in Skank and Pickle, because the band was already the band was like already going, and, and there was uh, the five members were were already a band, and then you joined.
6: Oh, with Skank and Pickle, yeah, yeah, heck yeah! Can I can I read one of your paragraphs real quick?
3: Yes, please read one of my paragraphs,
6: and it kind of sums up Skank and Pickle for me, brother.
3: All right, let's hear it. <laughs> yeah. This is from the from the best selling book in defense of ska.
6: I danced hard. Everyone, everyone around me danced just as hard. Punks with red mohawks. Guys in loose-fitting suits. Girls in polka dot dresses. Long-haired hippies with tie-dye. Peace symbols. Nerds with tucked-in Atari sweaters. Goths with painted black lipstick. Metalheads draped in oversized dancing shirts. And plain old-fashioned Free dorks like me. <laughs> we were all dissimilar, yet we were all moving together as one giant heaving heart. That's one of my favorite paragraphs in, in Defense of Scott. I mean, I don't Thank
3: know, you. Uh,
6: but it doesn't sum up. Yeah, but it doesn't sum it up. But it's, it's, I like that.
3: In that <laughs> same chapter I talked about, I went through each member and when I talked about you, I talked about the you doing Devil Sticks on stage.
6: Let me see.
3: I remember that. Yeah. What's Devil Sticks? But do you remember that? So, so what? When did you get into? Well, yeah, I, I know him as Devil Sticks, but you call them Hippie Sticks. When did you get into? No, no,
6: the, the 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 rhythm rhythm
5: sticks.
3: Rhythm sticks.
5: Rhythm sticks. Yeah, yeah. No, they called Devil 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 Sticks, Jerry. Rhythm sticks. They are called. They're called devil sticks. <laughs> I went
6: to, the gar- went to the garlic festival in Gilroy. Okay. And, and they had the, the dip rhythm sticks. I'm like, uh, I'll try it.
4: It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> what do you remember about the garlic festival, Jerry?
6: Garlic ice cream.
4: Yeah. What do you think that, of garlic ice cream?
6: Uh, they, they, thank goodness they only give you little... They only give you little bitty ice cream. <laughs> <coffee>. <laughs> garlic, garlic ice cream. Wow.
4: Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot.
6: But then we went up to Morgan Hill one time. Do you remember Morgan Hill? Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah. I remember I, the first time I ever saw Skank and Pickle was at the Playhouse in Morgan Hill.
6: Waterfalls. Or- you guys
4: opened with, I missed the bus.
6: <laughs> yep. Didn't we stay your your folks' pad or something?
4: You were going to. And then, so you guys played at the bomb shelter in Oakland. I came up with Carnes, and then Carnes rode back with you. I rode back with another band.
6: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then
4: that band's van broke down uh, like, <laughs> in like Hayward. And I got stuck in Hayward. My brother had to come up and get me in, at, like, four in the morning. <laughs> and then I think you guys went back and slept it. did they sleep at your house, Carnes? I do have a memory of them staying at my house. Yeah,
3: actually, I do okay, remember. Because I remember yeah.
6: the, the, it, it had like a little waterfall in the back. Yeah,
3: yeah. It was like a pool area.
6: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that must have been Damn, so weird I for my parents. I can remember that. Yeah. I, can
6: remember, I, can remember that. I can't w- remember what happened yesterday. Amazing.
3: <laughs> so, but do you remember joining Skink and Pickle? You went and just saw them play live. And then the next thing you know, you're in the band.
6: No, I, I saw I, well, I saw him at uh, the the Full Moon Saloon in San Francisco, opening for the Toasters. Okay, this was like this, and then uh, and then they opened then Skank and Pickle opened for uh, No Doubt at the Oshkanage in Berkeley, and that's when I met that. I said, hey, that that's Mike Park, that's a guy from from Skank and Pickle. I said, hey man, you need a trombone player. <laughs> he gave me his address over, over the same address he has now and uh went over there and practiced and they said, All right. Had a had a valve trombone and a slide trombone.
3: So you were you just in the band at that point?
6: Yeah, I think after the first practice I I, I, I yeah, yeah, I, I I I didn't know at the time I was I mean this is too much fun. I mean, this is too much fun was, well like I always said like well mike Mike reinvent reinvent some music i mean reinvent a genre of music, and to be in on that was really cool to be to be in on on that and and help and help i had I had nothing to do with anything else, but
3: what was it like to join uh, so after doing Skink and pickle and Skank and pickle got pretty big, what was it like then to join m e three thirty
6: amazing. Yeah, that's another life, 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 lifesaver, life changer. No, and they, yeah, because because actually, uh, Chris from Chris from uh, the Florida band. Uh, Less than Jake. Less than Jake. Yeah, yeah. They 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 called and wanted me to like try out. Before I before I moved to St. Louis, and I'm glad I I'm, I'm glad I joined ME 330 man.
3: Yeah, you 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 fit ME 330 way more than less than Jake.
6: Well, I, I know it would, there would have been bucks involved. There've been probably yeah tons of bucks, but nah, it, would have, it would have driven me crazy. I don't know. I, I think I, I think Chris understands that. but
3: when you moved to St. Louis, uh. Did you you stayed at Dan Pothouse's parents' house for a yeah, while? Right?
6: That was awesome. Yeah, what was that like? So relaxing after that ordeal. Just sitting in that sitting in the basement with Dan's dad, Tom, Tom, old Tom. I call him and just smoking 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 unfiltered camels, and uh, that was that was a top. Uh,
4: Oh, Rob! We're getting feedback.
5: Oh, sorry, I was getting close. Oh, no, no. Sorry About that. Come here, Rob. <laughs> we're talking Come about Dan. Dan.
6: Dan's parents welcomed me back. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> me back. Welcome me back to the Midwest. So hard. It was. It was so. So amazing. Yeah, Rob. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yes. So you, so you're in high school, and uh, you meet some people, and they say we're going to Atlanta, and you just decide to move with them. Yes. Okay. What's going on with that?
5: That was what I call. <laughs> that's that's when that was a big that was a big change in my life right there. So I went down there. Right. And I just got into a shitload of trouble. <laughs> the best trouble I've ever got into. I'm talking like <laughs> uh, you know, like like uh like train hopping and stuff like that. I did I did it was like a year. I went down there for a year and it's like you were
3: there for a year. Yeah. It's great.
5: I, I I don't regret any of that because I learned some really good life lessons down there real quick. I learned how to beer farm. I learned how to squat. I learned how to... uh... God, what else did we used to do? (laughs) Beer farming was the best, though. What's beer farming? Oh, my God. So, beer farming. So, this is what you do. You get, like, five or six people, right, together. You go into, like, a 7-Eleven. And you guys, everybody go... Would we'll go straight back to the beer section, yeah. right? And we just grab all the beer and just run out. It's <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> now you hung out with some skinheads? Oh yeah. It's still so Who- good. I hung out with a lot of punks too. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like a this squat was like Palmer Warehouse. So if you ever go down to Atlanta, there's this there. It's on Marietta Street, right? There used to be a big punk club. My first punk show, actually, first punk show I ever went to was uh, The Cramps. Hmm. Very first live punk show. And it was on a Stay Sick Tour. Uh, we, like, squatted right across the street from a punk club, and I saw some amazing bands come through. Met GVH, met Lemmy, and Woody O'Williams from Motorhead the Opera, like, I mean, it was amazing. A Gnostic Front, like, all these kick-ass bands came through that, that were just like, wow, meeting them. But, uh... How did you get your first trombone? We <laughs> want to talk about that history? Okay. So, yes. after I came back to St. Louis, okay, I wanted to get into music, right? Uh... I played violin for a number of years, for you know, a, like ten years or so, and I wanted to get back into music, right? So I was living in the sky already and uh, and I really like the sound of the certain certain horn, but I couldn't really tell what it was. I'm pretty sure that it was either a saxophone or a trombone, but I really like I really do like that certain sound. So I went to the music store and decided, I saw these two horns, right? It was an alto sax and trombone. And I had like 200 bucks in my pocket. And uh, the store owner, his name is Harold. I've been going to this music store ever since I was a kid. So Harold knew who I was. He uh, said, so like, we got a you know, trombone and sax. Uh, which one do you want to play? I was like, uh, the saxophone is about 400 bucks, but the trombone is about 200. I think I'll just play trombone because it's cheaper. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I picked that up, started taking all the skills I learned from violin, started applying that to trombone. Okay. And then, uh, I got it, eventually got a couple of brass teachers and eventually, you know, after about a year or so, I kept at it and, but I really wanted to play in a band. So, uh, Skank a Pickle had come through, right? And I remember I was working at this place called Sister Rose. It was a pizza place. And I remember the booker there said, Hey, Rob, we got to check out this band called Skank and Pickle. That's <laughs> like, okay, cool. <laughs> so, like, so like, I get all dressed up in the suit. And Mike will tell you about this. So they came through. Uh, I showed up in the suit, introduced myself. Uh, and, uh, I guess like I met Jerry first because Jerry was a trombone player. So I was talking to him and then eventually I met Mike, then Mike Manley, then Lynette and everybody. And I was like, oh my God, the band just blew me away. I just remember Jerry just going freaking crazy on the
6: stage. (laughs) You gave me that concert slide whistle that night. I still carry it in my
5: horn case, man. Yep. yep. So, like, okay, so I saw Skake a Pickle. Met everybody, right? During that year, I was still, like, learning the promo, but wanted to play in a band, right? So, <laughs> this band, there were two bands in St. Louis that were, like, kind of sky-related. It was The Urge and it was ME 330, right? Yeah. Uh, ME 330, was playing at this place called Red Sea, right? So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to just go over there and introduce myself, you know? So I went over there, introduced myself to Dan, and I was like, hey, guys, y'all need a trombone player? And I guess, like, they were like, yeah, sure. You know, so I hopped in ME 330. Dan taught me a lot about playing. You know, playing, get getting me around with the different chords and different, like, scales and all that. He, Dan really got me around on the horn, you know. And, you know, it was really cool. So I just started learning and sort of, you know, learning the songs, learning all the funk songs. Because and Sky was big mm-hmm. back then, you know. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Funkalicious. delicious Yeah. <laughs> Bunk and Scott mixed together. It's delicious. So, uh, you know, uh played my first show of Bad Steals. Then, after that, Skank a Pickle was coming through again, right? So, I told Dan about it. It's like, Dan, you got to check out this thing called Skank of Pickle. Dan came to the show and he was blown away. I guess that's when Dan and Mike got to know each other. And then, uh, I guess after that, everything 30 decided to do like a few shows uh, around the Midwest, like Cleveland and Cincinnati. I just remember uh, book your own fucking life back to rock and roll, putting out demo tapes and sending all that around. Uh, Eventually, uh, I guess we played Day on the Hill, I think. No, wait, wait, wait. I picked it back. We played the outhouse, right? Outhouse. Out- outhouse yeah.
3: With Kumini's. Was- yeah. With the no, selector. Oh, no,
5: no, no, no. We haven't gotten to that part yet. Oh, okay. We played the outhouse. With the selector. No, no, no. We haven't got slow down. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so we played the outhouse, had a very good uh reception there. Uh it was this guy, Jeff Fortier, that saw us. And decided to put us on this bigger show called Day on the Hill, right? We played that show with the Ruben Horn Heat and in uh, Gin Blossoms. Then after that, a booking agent got a hold of us, Steve Ozark, and uh, wanted to, you know, do the bookings for us, right? So we accepted it, and you know, we started like. Doing shows, doing shows with Steve, right? Steve Ozark. So then, after that, I guess Jeff Fortier put a show together. It was us, Blue Minis, and Skank a Pickle, and that's was the apex of like this relationship, right? Because we mm-hmm. all met each other for the first time. I mean, we, we, anything started was playing with Skank a Pickle, Blue Minis was playing with, you know. We all met each other at the show, at, at the outhouse, and that's when it all started.
3: Can you describe the outhouse for people who've never been there?
5: It's in a cornfield. About uh, 10 miles outside of Lawrence, Kansas. Yeah, it's in a cornfield. It's a huge, big brick building, I guess, and it was basically like a big, giant brick garage with a stage. Stage was a foot high. Yep, and... uh Oh, fun. I don't know. It's in the middle of the cornfield. So very hard to find. I don't think it's there anymore. I think it's a different club. So years ago. Yeah. So I just can't, kind of gave you the gist of this whole like. Yeah. You know relationships and as best as
6: possible. My favorite time was with, with Rob. Rob at the, the bottleneck. Remember the bottleneck, Rob. <laughs> and uh, uh, Johnny Sacco at the bottleneck.
5: Yes, the bottle, the bottle, the bottleneck is a place in uh, Lawrence, Kansas that that is pretty like a medium sized show. We used to pack
6: that place, man.
5: Yeah, it's kind of like a uh, how it's kind of like Berkeley Square, that type of vibe or whatever. But it was a bar. But no, nah, I
6: don't know. Bottleneck was a bottleneck. The stage was hot. It was a higher stage. I remember you and. I mean, uh,
5: I'm just trying to give a comparison.
4: Comparison. I'd say Ber- Berkeley Square is a good estimation of the same same size venue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Like kind of like that size, you know, venue. And uh, I don't know. It's a great place. It's awesome. Yeah. I, I hope it's still going. I don't know what's going on with that club.
4: I think it is. I think it expanded. They have an outdoor stage now too.
6: Rob and Rob and Josh stage st- 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 dived off of the the stage at the Ballparker. <laughs> Rob had a like an, a, a a a nelly band aid on his head for a couple weeks. <laughs> you bang your <laughs> head, Rob? Yes. I've, I've never seen so many naked men. <laughs>
7: what a a blast
4: in defense of ska will return in a moment
7: hey everybody it's barry from the what podcast hey
2: it's russ hey it's brian and we are giving away two tickets to bonnaroo 2024 these are ga plus and they include camping russ how do people
7: get qualified
1: we want to hear your top artists to play on the bonnaroo 2024 lineup
7: Call 423 667 7877 and tell us who we should check out. It's the What Podcast. Thanks.
3: Okay, so J- Jerry, um, Skank and Pickle opened for 311 back in the mid 90s in uh, Minneapolis. Do you remember
6: this? did you hear about you heard about that
3: oh yes I know all about it in it's oh. in, in
4: defensive scale
3: yeah yeah so what what do you remember about uh, what happened before the show the day before the show
6: the date oh before the show that we got uh, refused
3: yeah yeah so what why why were it you? Was in,
6: it was in Chicago we were supposed to play in Minneapolis yeah
3: yeah so what happened? It was uh, something to do with you and Kevin Dill, I believe.
6: And uh, and what was our roadie? What was and, roadie? and
3: Chavez, too?
6: Hey, yeah, Paul Chavez. Yeah. What happened? What happened, to Kevin Dill and I and Paul went to this bar down the street from the Days Inn in downtown Chicago and drank five pitchers of Killian's Red.
5: Oh, God. Killian's <laughs> Red? That beer? I forgot all about that.
6: <laughs> yeah, George Killian, George Killian
5: red. And
6: I mean, that is like the that is the, the flunkiest beer ever. And I forgot all about Killian's red beer. It'll catch you a bad buzz, though. Oh, so we get back to the hotel, and, uh, and it's a, this is the days in in downtown Chicago. This is a pretty hoity toy hotel. But the, the thing was is we kevin Kevin Dillon, Paul, and I get in the Kevin Dillon, Hall and I get in the get in the elevator, and there's a guy with all these laminates and stuff hanging around his neck and, and lanyards, and, and he's like, and Kevin Dill's like, oh, what, what are you? Why are you so fancy with the lanyards? And he's like, oh, I'm the I'm the tour manager for 311, <laughs> and and Paul and Kevin and I went freaking. It was hilarious. Started licking. The, I mean, the walls of the elevator were, were mirrors. So we started licking the mirrors, and this guy is standing there in utter terror. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then the big the big tour buses pull up out front. You, you you know the whole story, man. It's like man. Yeah,
4: but it's good to hear you tell it,
6: Jerry. No,
5: you tell us a you story. Tell Let's
6: tell, I want you to tell the story. And you know the whole don't sh- we keep in Omaha? Don't shuck the substance or whatever. It's like dang, but they got mad and they uh, they threw us off the gig. And we I had no we had no idea we were we were playing with them. And no doubt the next day in Minneapolis, but the three they took it well actually. I mean we're but I we yelled at them. We told them like you guys got to give it right back to us. And they're like oh we're peace and love loving hippies and we don't want to give any... I'm like, come on, man! <laughs> but yeah, they lined us up outside of the First Avenue or Prince's Place in Minneapolis and they... And they what? And they, they picked us out like a, a police lineup. <laughs> they said, oh, okay, oh, you know you, what? Can, you can stay, you can stay, and you can't... And, and the one person they said, oh, you definitely can't stay after the gig." It was... One person who had nothing to do with all the shenanigans. <laughs> who is the person? It was Ian. Ian? <laughs> Yours and my favorite. I, I miss Ian and Tracy so much, man. I love them so much and I haven't talked to them in
5: decades. I, I got a question for you. Like, that being like lined up against a wall like that. Do you think that that would fly like right now? It was, it was weird because, it, but it was to determine
6: who could, we, they said, oh, well, you can play, but it was to determine who could stay in the club after the gig. So I really didn't care. I was like, man, I, I was just yelling non-sequiturs at them. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, I don't know. They, they, let, they let me stay. They let Lars stay.
5: It, like, and yeah.
3: I think that would would be pretty weird if that happened now. I agree with you.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean, like, I really do think about it. It's like, why would you want to, like, line someone up against the wall like that? You know, like, like they're like a bunch of kids.
6: Oh, and it was weird because the tour bus was like, oh, God, Gwen had already taken me. Gwen had already taken me on her tour bus to show me where her and Tony sleep. I'm like, damn. And it was between the tour buses, the sidewalk, and there's the wall (laughs) that they had to stand up like a police
5: line. <laughs> That's so fucked up. I
6: know it was bad,
5: man. I was laughing my ass off, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I look at the way like bands like that is treated other bands. It's like you guys are so bre- pretentious and and like you think that you know you're you got some power over a band because they're not as big. I hated all that. I hated all that, all that stuff, man. Like the the whole like you know like Sky Against Racism tour with with uh, like you know there that our road manager that we had to like get rid of because he's being such a dick. I just hated all that stuff, man. Like, which manager is this that you had to get rid of? God, what was, what was his name? That Pittsburgh, remember Rob? That 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 Pittsburgh Sky Against Racism show. Because uh, on the Skaggs on the on the on the Skaggs racism tour, Mike had hired a, a road manager. Right, he was straight out of road manager school or business oh, school, God. where the hell he came from, and like he oh, came God. on the bus. We were already been touring all these years, and he came on the bus and so treat us like freaking kids, right? And of course, you know, I saw his ego and arrogance. I just wanted to fucking like. Talk to him. So like, he really we're paying. I remember Mike was paying him like three hundred bucks a week or something ridiculous like that, you know. And like, it was him, and it was it was a roadie, and I think there was something else. I, fr- I forgot who who it was, but I think it was a bus driver. But the bus driver was cool. But like, I remember he used to go snitch on us about slipping in t-shirts. That guy kind of sucks. T-shirt. Like, to the club owners. And, like, and I just remember him just, like, not giving a fuck about us, you know. And Michael's was constantly paying 300 bucks a week. I was like, what is up with this dude? Why is he, like, snitching on us about us slipping in t-shirts? We're paying him all this money. He needs to get the money and shut the fuck up. So, like, uh, I guess Micah had enough and, like, kicked him off the bus. I forgot where it was. It may have been a rest stop or whatever, but Mike had had it. I forget his name. Narcy. His name was Narcy. That guy <laughs> sucked.
6: Yeah, yeah he narc he narc on us, man. It's like you know those guys are bringing in t-shirts and you don't that you don't know about. I'm like, what? You're you're supposed to be on our side,
5: you idiot.
4: Oh, when you when you guys are trying to to beat the uh the like merch cut.
5: That's what. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, what a fucking asshole. Oh, uh, that guy sucked. Yep. He he was a dick. I
6: saw him get his lip, I I see, I saw him get a fat lip and a black eye at Pittsburgh. So I guess that helps a little, but no, that guy should never. No.
5: So. No, that was a roadie. That happened to the roadie. The roadie had got in a fight. He's a dick too. <laughs> in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I remember the Roadie got into a fight because Narcy and him, they were working together, but the Roadie had got in a fight with one of the crew at that club and they, you know, it was just a mess thought about that 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 was that was a horrible
6: thing for a person to do for a band that's torn their asses off Eh.
5: yeah well i mean lesson learned i mean that was a we were on we were on a bus too that was yeah yeah that guy oh you know independent recollection rules and you know YouTube pretty much destroyed all that shit so I told him I, I think I told him I'm like, man
6: you don't shit where you live it's like this guy but like you said he was gone
3: Rob yes who's Pepe
6: Pepe oh <laughs> where's my Pepe yeah. best
5: trumpet player ever I can't call him Pepe no more man he, he's, his arms are too big now They do fucking beat me to death <laughs> Is the attitude okay. ego and testosterone? <laughs> what? Ah it's all tanned up.
4: He don't have no tan. He's just all tatted up.
5: <laughs> He's just all tatted up. Does it does he have any face tattoos?
4: <laughs> Pepe doesn't have any face tattoos. Come on. Why do you start calling him Pepe? Who's Pepe?
6: What's it? Pepe? Your little little dog, little little uh, uh chihuahua, Pepe, Pepe. <laughs> What was it? Aaron, right? It
5: was Aaron.
4: Yeah. Aaron, nigga. <laughs> Why do you guys start calling him Pepe?
5: I think it's because he looked like a Chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Oh, Pepe. I
6: don't know. He rocks, man.
5: Don't tell him that, man. I don't want him coming out here looking for me. Oh, no. <laughs> it, it, it's, a, it's a term. Of, He's not writing it out. It's a term. Of,
6: it's a, he knows
5: it's a term of the deal. <laughs> Just, just fucking like, I bet he could play like a lot of high notes. He's ah, screaming, this fucking pain angry. Fucking just painting.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would love to like pick up and crush Pepe right now.
5: <laughs> he can't do it, man. He can't uh, do it. I know, I want to. He does jujitsu and all that stuff. Love Pepe.
4: I love Pepe too.
5: <laughs> yeah, I know. He does all that jujitsu. Krab Maga, that was that was his shit. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh man, I mean he could really hurt somebody right now. I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want him hurting me. Is he mean? <laughs> no, Pepe's so nice. Aaron Nagel's so nice. That's what I should
6: say.
4: <laughs> I should probably stop calling him Pepe.
5: It's like no, it's Pepe. Yeah, Pepe. Because
4: it yeah, you up.
5: I know. <laughs> <And pow. laughs>
4: Do you guys remember when when Pepe? Pepe played trumpet in MET 30 for a whole for a whole tour. Remember that?
5: Pepe played good trumpet. Wait a second. Was I on that tour?
4: No. That's what Pepe played. <laughs> that was uh, that was first plea for peace. Yep. Do you guys remember what you made him wear?
5: I wasn't on that tour.
4: I mean, you, you weren't there. Jerry, do you remember what Pepe had to wear for that tour?
5: Oh, I'm trying to think. Was
6: it was it the the, the tennis shorts or yeah,
4: tennis shorts, white t-shirt, <laughs> striped socks pulled up to the knees, a sweat headband.
6: Oh no!
4: This was in an era where everybody in Link 80 was wearing all black, pitch black, pitch black jeans, pitch black t-shirt. <laughs> all of us were I rolling like that. that. Nagel had to switch into this, this special outfit oh, for me. Thirty. No, he was a good sport about it.
6: He was a good sport about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember the, 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 the tucked-up tennis shorts.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, speaking of, I yeah. want to know what's up with Stony.
4: Oh, where is Stony?
5: Yeah. <laughs>
6: Everyone <laughs> else is their black t-shirts. <laughs> so what's
5: so what's going on with Stony and those? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> well, nobody
4: nobody talks to Stony anymore. Man, I, <laughs> I
5: just. I just wanted to pop one of them things, man. One <laughs> of
4: what, what things, Rob? What did you want to pop?
5: The thing on space. What was it? What oh, was dude. it, man? Like, they were boils, I, I think. I think they were boils. Oh, my God. Mike wanted to pop one of those things, too, man. <laughs> oh, my God. He sung for Link 82
4: too long for too long like a year
5: it was hard Some, in what,
4: quotations i don't know if he was really singing
5: man like fucking like that's what that's what like link 80 took that dark deep turn <laughs> fucking dude, we're getting fucking street now yeah in street dog street dog dug street? <laughs> <Thugging> out street? <laughs> streets Buggy in dog. oakland <laughs> i was like god damn man i don't I guess Sony would come out yo dogs oh no hey Adam, you remember the
6: do you, Adam, do you remember the League 80 show in uh, Madison?
4: Which one? we played there a couple times I which was one was the
6: outdoor show by the lake?
4: Oh, I wasn't there for that one. that was the last one that Nick played second that was Nick's second to last show
6: yeah Nick trainer yeah and his yeah. girlfriend was there and uh, yep wow that's right.
4: So they played that show and then the next night they played the rave. do you guys play that one? In Milwaukee, yeah, and then and then that night, uh, the band broke up. Basically,
6: wow, no way. He
4: he went home. They made Adam Pereira take the train, take the bus home. Joey went with him. Everybody else took the van home. That
6: was that. Oh, my god, horrible,
4: rough. There's a video of both of those shows. I think
6: I remember sitting on that. I sitting right by the sitting right by the lake on the on the patio. On the campus there, yeah, and talking to Nick and his girlfriend. Wow,
4: you remember what you talked about?
6: Probably band stuff. That's a, I mean. Didn't
5: oh, you weren't talking about nothing like this. <laughs> 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 no, but but I always I always tell people like some of the best times with Link Eighty was the Firecracker War, and like I'd never forget when all those fireworks fell off the eighteen wheeler. And he and everybody just grabbed them all. Was that was that that that
4: yeah, that was that time? Yeah,
5: yeah. We, we grabbed all. Were you in the band then?
4: No, I was practicing with him and I was hanging with him, but I wasn't in the band yet.
5: Oh my god, dude! Like that was. I just remember we're playing this club in Saint Petersburg, Florida, mm-hmm. with Link Eighty and like, like we were playing. They're just lighting off fireworks inside this historic <laughs> building, like this old theater, and like. <laughs> Like, I just remember Joey just, they're not giving a fuck. They're just lighting it off. And then, like, it just kept getting, like, building up, getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And, And, like, next, you know, like, I think something caught on, no, nothing caught on fire. But it was at the point, it was, like, up to that point, like, gliding off fireworks in the club. It Uh was fucking nuts. And this old historic theater, like, easily could have burned down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, like, you know, the firecracker wars and, and the van. I, I thought yeah. that was amazing. Shooting bomber rockets at each other down the road. <laughs> it's great. It's great. I tell people about that all the time. They're like, man, you couldn't do that shit right now. No, definitely not. Like, the freedom of just doing that shit, you know, was
4: crazy. Do you remember walking around the red light district with Link 80?
5: I don't. <laughs> I, I kind of do. But, like, that was another time when, I don't know, I, I, yeah, the red light district, I remember walking around. I thought yeah. that was fun, but I don't know what exactly happened.
4: I, all we were doing, we were just walking around. There's all these ladies standing in their windows and they all they all look great. And and I, you just kept going,
5: do you think they take American money? <laughs> <laughs> and I and should, we're like, You know, what? We're like, I
4: don't know, Rob, why don't you go ask? No, no, I can't ask.
5: I should have done it. I should have done that, man. I'm it, it, it's like i I'm looking back on it, it's like, man, I should have done all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I should have done it all that shit. I should have done it. I should have done all that shit. Should have done it all. Should have done it all, man. Just go, you did, you did that young, should have done it all. But yeah, too late now.
4: Too late. Do you remember the outfit you used to rock on, on tour? Just like leather pants, leather jacket.
5: Yep. I tell people about that all the time, yeah. man. It's like, man, I wore like, I had a pair of leather pants, I, 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 I like touring this. I got to a point where I just got my basic needs and clothes didn't even matter. I'm like, I'm going to just wear these leather pants. You don't have to wash them. <laughs> just fucking just sweating. This inside of pants is sweat. This plane is sweat just rolling down into my <laughs> pants. And and am staying in them too.
4: Yeah, just not changing at all. Never taking them off.
5: Not changing at all. Not going to Europe just.
6: Ugh.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to In Defense of Scott. To support the show and hear more, please sign up for our Patreon intro and outro music by slow gherkin from the ep lives download it on bandcamp please rate and review the podcast and tell a friend follow at indefensive ska on instagram twitter and tiktok the book indefensive ska by aaron Carnes is available from clash books order it online chris reeves of ska punk international is our editor this is your co-host adam davis of omdagon leaving you by saying ska now
1: more than ever
4: Awesome! Yeah, that was something I've been wanting to do for a long time on this show. I mean, honestly, I would have liked to have had all five members of Emiethy Thirty at once, but I mean, it would end up being kind of the same because Chris and and Ted wouldn't probably wouldn't end up saying a lot, and then and we've had Dan on before, so I'm good with this.
3: We're still gonna do. We're gonna do the all member episode one of these days though.
4: Yeah, is that going to happen one of these days? One of these days. Once we got a less chaotic way to do it. And then hey, if you didn't get enough of this conversation right now, head over to the Patreon. We've got more conversation with Jerry and Rob.
3: And you know what? A very special guest joins us for the behind the curtain portion of our conversation with Jerry and Rob. Oh. It's a guest that's been on this podcast twice already. Oh. Yeah, and they own a record label in their
4: mom's garage. We're not going to tell you who, though. Yeah. You're just going to have to sign up for the Patreon to find out who Mike Park is joining us. Next week.
3: <laughs> I'm just I'm just shocked at the guest we have next week. Who is it? it? Might be the biggest guest we've ever had. Oh, my God. Yeah, I can't even say
4: their name. Okay. Well, we'll see you next week then